Oh, good evening, family. Good evening, and what a wonderful time of worship we had tonight. And uh, we want to welcome you into his house, into his presence. And of course, here at New Beginnings Church, we want to welcome you. And earlier, we, we mentioned that if you're here for the first time, we want to welcome you. And uh, we invite you to connect with us. Uh, if you download our app, the uh, New Beginnings app, it's NBC ABQ on your Google Play or your App Store. Uh, we can connect that way, or you can stop by our Welcome Center and you can fill out a connection card there, and we would love to reach out to you and just get to know you a little bit better. Um, at the end of the month, we're going to be having what we call a meet, uh, meet the pastors. And so you get to just get to know us a little bit more. So if this is your first time, or maybe it's your second time, or maybe it's your 20th time and you have not connected with us, we would still love to connect with you and, um, and get to know you, and you kind of get to know us a little bit better. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But uh, we would love to connect with you either way. But welcome into his place. Uh, and church, before uh, we turn over the, the, the platform uh, to Pastor Richard, just a few things that are going on. Uh, I know we say this every season, but it's just another turn into the busy season. Now, if the church isn't busy in every season without reach, then something's going on. But I know we are. And the work that you and I are doing out in the streets, uh, and not only Albuquerque, but abroad, is, is, is a lot, church, so we want to just catch you up on a couple of things. Uh, men, mighty men of God, if um, you are not a part of our men's ministry, we invite you to do that, and what better way to invite a fellow brother in Christ than to say, we've got free bacon, <laughs> right? Uh, we got free bacon, free bacon, okay? Uh, and so men's breakfast is going to be this Saturday. And so, brothers in Christ, if you're with us tonight and, uh, and if you're live streaming us, uh, we invite you this Saturday, uh, and it's going to start at 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so we invite you to maybe bring another friend of yours or maybe another family member of yours to bring them on by. It is potluck style, so we invite you that, hey, if, um, if you guys want to have like a chili cook-off or something, I'm mad at you for that. Uh, nobody's going to be mad at you for that. Uh, the more chili, the better. We usually run out. Uh, but, uh, you know, you could bring a sack of potatoes or a dozen of eggs. Uh, we can cook it for you if you're not a good cook. Uh, somehow, some way, the guys, uh, we, we get it going. Um, and so we invite you to bring maybe just a carton of eggs or a sack of potatoes or maybe a sack of green chili or whatever it is you want to bring and and get here by 7 o'clock, and we can just fellowship between the guys. And then that same day, um, we're going to be all getting together right after men's breakfast, after you've had enough of bacon and eggs, and we're going to be distributing um, our Thanksgiving meal boxes that day, so we need all the help we can get. So that being said, if you have signed up for a Thanksgiving meal box, you'll be hearing from us pretty soon to give you a little more instruction as far as what time, and forgive me for my voice going out, I'm just kind of coming out of a... Uh, a cold, but um, I'll ask you, uh, if you have signed up, just be, you'll be receiving a phone call in the next day, by tomorrow, end of day, on Thursday, end of day, to give you more instruction on when and what time it'll be here at the church to pick it up here at New Beginnings. Amen? And then church, we do need volunteers for, um, more volunteers for that distribution on Saturday, but also for our big food distribution on Friday. So if, if you have um, 
some spare time on Friday. Maybe it's your day off, and Friday at 12 o'clock or 10 o'clock, you can get here at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, our truck gets here right around 9.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning, typically, and we, could have, we need some help kind of putting that all together. And then the distribution begins at 12 o'clock. And so from 12 to about 1 or 2 o'clock, uh, we're distributing our food. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty big distribution. We, we distribute about 12,000 pounds of food once a month here at the church. And uh, we need the, all the help we can get. So if you've got some extra sp- and some spare time on Friday and you want to just kind of check in, come in um, and check in with Brother Michael or Jeanette or Sister Jeanette Mal- Malachek and or just check in at the front desk and they'll they'll direct you to them and but we need all the hands we can get there and then always never forget to always check in on what's going on at new beginnings uh, on the app because the we're i mean we have a toy drive coming up with god's warehouse so we invite you to participate with god's warehouse we have a coat drive uh for frontline resurrection and then always uh during our christmas time we have the angel tree um christmas initiative with under his construction um, as well. And then, of course, for us, we have the Thanksgiving and then coming up the Christmas. So, I mean, Christmas time is, is where we really, really ramp up our outreach um, just, as, just as much as we do in summer. So, always keep up. And then we always try to keep you guys in the loop of what's going on. Amen? And so, all of that, what you and I do, thank you for uh, your participation. I know sometimes you can't, you can't get your hands and your feet uh, right, boots on the ground, hand to the plow. Sometimes you're just like, I know work won't let me, but if you want to participate and you want to give toward that, we invite you to do that. And the ways to give uh, are on the screen right now. Um, not just your giving, but your tithing as well. Uh, the mandate that you have and I that you and I have been given to to tithe ten percent of what you and I bring home. We want to thank you so much for for your obedience in that church. Because without that, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do the Christmas, the Thanksgiving, the, the toy drives, the, the coat drives, everything that you and I do. So we thank you for your, for your participation in that, the ways to give digitally. And then, of course, you have the tithing boxes at the doorways here in our church. Amen? So let's celebrate what you and I are doing because this Christmas season, there's going to be a lot of full bellies out there that otherwise would not receive food baskets during Christmas or Thanksgiving toys, and coats. So let's celebrate our ministries to do that. Can we give a round of applause to the ministries that are taking the lead there? Amen. Thank you for that, church. And with that, I'll turn it over. Pastor Richard. Thank you, Pastor Michael. Our young people come and worship with us every Wednesday and Sunday morning, but then they break out to their classes. So young people, you're dismissed. All the youth 6th grade through uh, 12th grade, you guys are dismissed to go uh, have your study today. You know, I was, uh, I was at my doctor's office earlier today, and uh, they did surgery on my leg. They were doing vein restoration. And uh, so the doctor, is, as they're working on my leg, he says, so... You're a preacher, huh? And I go, yes, sir. He goes, so we started talking, and next thing you know, we're telling jokes one to another. And we were so loud, my wife was in the lobby. She goes, oh, my gosh, who was laughing so hard? I go, me and the doctor. And he goes, what? I go, yeah, I figured, man. I go, he hurt me a few times, so I was, like, trying to keep my mind busy. 
And he said, so what do you guys do? And I go, well, as a matter of fact, I started telling him about the ministries that we do here. And he said, what? You guys do all of that? I go, yeah. We want to be a part of that. So he, I go, well, praise the Lord. And he goes, you're going to be doing a toy drive? I go, yeah. And we're doing a coat drive, and we're doing all these things. So they're setting up a box in their office for toys and coats. And I've got to go back in two weeks for another procedure. And they go, we're, we're going to have those boxes filled for you. And I go, well, praise the Lord. They're not for me. They're a bunch of kids that really would appreciate it. So it's contagious. Giving is contagious. Thank you for being such a heart-filled church that you give in spite of our resources. We're not a rich church. We're not a rich people. But we are so wealthy in the Lord. Amen? Man, God is good. Now listen, I started this series called New Horizons. Because for some reason, we get trapped in thinking we can't move out of where we are. And we get stuck there. And next thing you know, you just accept where you are instead of where God intended you to be. And sometimes where we had dreams and those dreams were crushed because of someone or something. Haven't you ever met dream crushers? People that think it's their job to talk you out of something. They shoot you down and they tell you how dumb you are. There's an old proverb, Chinese proverb that says, let him who says it cannot be done quit interrupting the one who's doing it. You see, we could do all these things. And God has given us a vision that he wants us to keep out in front of us. And he wants us to shoot for that goal. He says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans of blessing and and just a blessing and blessing and abundance, not of curses and not of of anything that's going to take life away from you. He says, I have hope and dreams for you. And we need to learn how to keep our future in front of us. We need to learn how to keep looking out the front windshield of our life. Have you ever noticed the windshield is really huge and the rearview mirror is real small, yet some people just keep constantly looking back, looking back, looking back. You need to get rid of the rearview mirror of your life and keep looking forward to the great things God has for you. Because God has birthed something. He has planted seeds inside of your heart. He's planted seeds inside of your mind. He's planted these seeds that you dream and dream and dream. And then here comes the dream snatchers, and they snatch it out of you. And they talk you out of it. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 2, verse 2 through 9, it says, Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. 
then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain. He says, you're going to gain so much from that. You're going to gain knowledge of God for the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, and you will find the right way to go. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 16, it says, A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. Chapter 14, verse 8 of Proverbs says, The prudent understands where they're going, but fools deceive themselves. God, help us to really get it, to really learn how to put our future out in front of us and to move forward Move forward into the destiny you have set for us, God. The plans you have for us. And Lord, let no one come and steal that plan out of our heart. I pray in Christ's name, amen. God has birthed something in you. And man, you feel it. Like a woman feels that baby inside of him. And we get... Look, he's moving, moving, and you come and you put your hand on the stomach and you get to feel the movement of that baby and you get all excited. You go, oh my gosh. And you start dreaming before that baby's even in your arms. You already start saying, oh, someday, oh, mijito, we're going to go fishing. Oh, I'm a hunter, mijo, we're going to go hunting. Oh, mijita, yo, the dresses I'm going to buy you and put you in. And, and you just start dreaming. God has a dream for you. He has a vision for you. And he wants you to keep that out in front of you. So some of the things you need to do to do that, very first thing is this. Use your brain and discernment, not your appetite to make decisions. Use your brain and discernment for making decisions. Not your appetite to make decisions. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Some people are always just, they're just hungry to do something. Hungry to make a decision. Hungry. And they don't think about it. They don't study about it. They don't pray about it. They don't seek people out concerning that decision. They just can't wait to taste the decision. I can't wait to do something. And they make a disaster of their life and the life of those around them. They end up doing things that they have no business doing. They lead people in directions that they haven't even sought God out in. It just feels good. It looks good. It tastes good. It's Let's do it. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. And it's not the plan God has for you. And it ends up in calamity. It ends up in disaster. Thank God none of you have ever experienced that. But I know people that have. Haven't you ever been there? And you go, oh, my gosh, how did I end up here? Oh, I can't believe I fell for that. I can't believe I just jumped before I looked. I can't believe I just took it hook, line, and sinker and didn't even study it out and see what was happening. You just took on and you did it. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 14, verse 12, it says it this way. There's a path 
before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. See, there's a path that seems right, and it goes, oh, it feels right, it feels right, it looks right, it smells right. It's got to be right, and it's not. And you don't seek God out for it. And you just go, it's got to be okay. God must have sent this man into my life. But you're a married woman. Oh, but, but, but uh, this, this man treats me different than my husband. No, that's from the devil. Oh, but God must have sent, she is an answer to prayer. God sent this woman to me. You are a married man. What's wrong with you? But how many people have you met like that? Oh, the Lord sent him to me. God's not going to go up against his own word. But see, we, we, we start this, well, it's got a, the appetite. It, it tastes good. It feels good. It smells good. It is good. And it takes you right to the pit of hell. And we get in messes that we don't even know how we got into. It's like I tell people, people ask me all the time, what do you think about cannabis? I go, you mean marijuana? No, cannabis. I go, marijuana, <laughs> cannabis, whatever you want to call it. It's weed, it's mota, it's weed. They go, well, I have a card. <laughs> well, you're not supposed to be sharing your prescription with the whole world. Here, here's my prescription. Pass it around. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it comes back. Oh, come on. See, we start compromising and we start making decisions that are deadly. And we act like it's perfectly fine. No, no, this is okay. No, it's not. It's your appetite for sin and it's your appetite for making bad decisions that keeps just making you more hungry to make more bad decisions. And next thing you know, you find yourself in a mess and then you even say to yourself, hey, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Well, then why'd you do it? Well, I knew I should have stayed away. Well, why'd you go? I knew I shouldn't have bought that. Then why did you? See, we do things that we end up making messes out of ourselves. Look what it says in Proverbs 25, verse 28. A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. In other words, anybody can come and get you. Anybody can penetrate those walls. Anyone can come in and attack you and take you down because your appetite for making decisions on your own instead of seeking wisdom and understanding and guidance and knowledge and using your brain and using discernment is out the window because I'm going to do what I'm going to do because it feels good, and if it feels good, do it. And, oh, Lord Jesus Christ, help us because we find ourselves so lost and so far from God at times because we're doing things we have no business doing and we're falling into sin that we never should even be at, yet we are because you and I don't know how to shut our mouths because we're constantly wanting more and more of our own desires instead of his for us. And you've got to keep your future in front of you. I know what I want. I want to I wanna be married forever and ever. Now, I've been married 44 years, and for some people that's forever and ever, but not for people that have been married 50 and 60 years. I met a couple the other day. They were married. They've been married 
68 years. I'm like, what? My gosh, that's crazy. That's awesome. And I thought, man, I still got 24 years to catch them. (laughs) But hear me. I want to get there. Aren't there places you want to get to? Aren't there goals you want to reach? Some of you are saying, man, I'd love to have a car. Then set that goal before you. Put that, your future out in front of you. And quit making those dumb decisions and your appetite for making decisions for just spend, 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 spend because you just spent all the savings that you were saving to get the car. Oh, someday we'd like to have a house, but you keep spending money that you have no business spending. And you're buying stuff to impress people you don't even know with money you don't even have. And it's like, what's wrong with us? But we have that appetite. I got to make that decision on my own. And it kills us and it messes us up. Second thing, if we're really going to keep our future out in front of us, is we need to seek wisdom, wise counsel. Seek wise counsel. We get counseling every single day. See, we don't like saying counseling because if you, if you infer that you're getting counseling from somebody, that means in your head, hey, I'm not messed up, man. What are you saying? I'm all messed up? Well, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but see, we don't like saying we're getting counseling because then we think that there's something wrong with us. But counsel is just advice. You get advice all the time. You get advice from people even the way you look. How do, how do I look? That's literally advice. You're getting counsel. They could say, you know, you'd look better if you did this and that. Oh, that's a great idea. Thank you. They just counseled you. They gave you advice. Advice on all kinds of things. Hey, I'd like to get a, I'd like to get a promotion. Well, you know what? Let me give you some advice. Let me counsel you. Start showing to work on time. Start showing to work even a little bit early. Start working at work. (laughs) Just saying, just saying. (laughs) But I'm being serious. In the workforce today, people get paid for eight hours, and, and they say the average employee puts in five and a half hours of work. The other two and a half hours are... Extended lunch breaks, extended breaks, playing solitaire, playing Candy Crush, texting, emailing, TikTok, all kinds of stuff. If you want to seek counsel, advice, find someone that's going to mentor you. Say, hey, look, I like the way you conduct yourself. Would you be willing to give me some advice? Can I sit with you even for just half an hour a week, half an hour a month. Just let me pick your brain. How do you do this? I notice you've been married a while. How do you keep from going nuts when your wife's acting like an idiot? How do you keep from going nuts when your husband's being really foolish and just a nutcase? What do you do when your kids are walking left gutter? I'd like to pick your brain. 
How is it that you conduct your finances so well? How is it? How is it? How is it? See, find someone who's doing what you want and doing it well and ask them for some advice. Ask them for some help. Seek what you need. Put your future out in front of you and say, who's going to help me get there? Because sometimes you're asking for marriage counseling from someone who's been divorced five times. And I don't mean to put anyone down that's been divorced five times. Sometimes life happens. Or maybe they've been married five times, not divorced, but, but, but maybe they, they, they've had a few deaths in there and maybe, you know, you don't know what. But sometimes it's because they keep making the same dumb mistake over and over and over. Because the old saying, if you always do what you've always got done, you'll always get what you always got. And you've got to make some changes. So ask someone that is doing it right and say, look, I just want to get some advice from you about this. I'd really like to understand some things. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 8, it says, the wise are glad to be instructed. See, they, they, they take instruction well, but babbling fools fall flat on their faces. Haven't you ever noticed people like that? You try to speak some truth into them. You try to speak some advice into them. You try to, and they go, who do you think you are? Why you think you're all that bad? You think you're, oh my gosh. And you're like, dude, I just want to help you out. You're making some, the same mistake. And I see how you treat your wife. I see how you talk to your husband. It's not really cool. I see how you talk to your parents. I see how you talk to your children. I see, I see, I see. And I want to help you. Be open to hear advice. Be open to receive advice. Have a teachable spirit. Don't be rebellious. Don't fight it. Look at what Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18 says. Plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without wise advice. In other words, know what you're getting into and ask someone who's been there so that they can help you. They can really help you. We need help. All of us need help. Look, there's a lot of kind of people you can seek help from. Three kinds of people to seek. First, godly people. Seek godly advice. Seek godly people. Seek people that are following God and they're going to give you godly advice and they're going to speak into your life and they're going to say it in such a way that you're like, wow, I love that. You're saying it in a way that it's going to honor my family. It's going to honor my parents. It's going to honor my spouse. It's going to honor my children. It's going to honor the people that I work with, the workplace, my school, whatever it might be. Seek godly advice from people that are going to give you direction straight from the word of God. And they're going to give you godly direction. They're not going to tell you, rip them off, man, get even with them, take them down. You know what? No, they're going to speak life. They're going to speak hope. Second thing, you need to seek people that are knowledgeable, knowledgeable people. Don't go to someone that's all dumb, that doesn't even know how to do anything. How do you do that? Let's fake it till we make it. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, man. It doesn't work like that. Go to someone that knows what they're doing, that they've succeeded, and say, hey, I noticed you know how to do this. How do you do that? I've told you my story before. I used to hate to say I didn't know how to do something. So I was working for my uncle, and he goes, hey, mijo. We, he owned a hardwood flooring company. 
And he goes, hey, do you know how to use a buffer? A floor buffer. And I go, oh, of course, of course I do. I had never used one a day in my life. But I saw the other guys do it, and I said, well, man, I'm smarter than them, so I could definitely do it if they could do it. So he goes, okay. So he took me to a job, and he goes, look, we wax the floor, and we, we do, we, you hand rub the wax on the whole floor, hardwood flooring, and I, I'm there, wax on, wax off, wax on, wax off. And so I wax the whole floor, and then I got the buffer, and I put the pad on it and everything, and I didn't know you had to get that perfect sweet spot in a buffer. So I just set it up, and it's bouncing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's happening here? So I lower it. I could not get it. Man, it was bouncing all over the place. And I used to see the guys at work would do it with one hand and even around the loop and looped. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, man. I'm smarter than Duty. Man, and I was like, golly. So, man, finally, the only way it worked for me, I put the handle all the way to the bottom. And I was there doing the whole floor like this. <laughs> you know, the very first thing I did when I got back to the shop? Hey, Turi, show me how you use a buffer. I went to somebody more knowledgeable, someone that really knew how to use it, someone that knew how to do it. We need to start seeking people out that are doing it. Otherwise, you go through life, well, yeah, I know how to do that. I know how to do that. I know how to do that. And boom, you fall flat on your face. You don't know how to do it. Oh, my gosh, you're a dummy. Yeah, yeah, I was ignorant. Now, ignorant doesn't mean stupid. Ignorant means lack of knowledge. All of us are ignorant at one thing or another. Like, I've never done surgery on somebody so I'm ignorant to how to do surgeries. You, you see where I'm coming from? That doesn't mean you're stupid. Stupid means you cannot, you cannot learn. You, you don't have the capacity to learn. We have the capacity to learn. Some of us just reject it. We don't want to learn because we know it all. I know it. No, no. Seek out godly people. Seek out knowledgeable people. And seek out objective people. People that see things a little differently. People that see things in a way that you don't. That they go, hey, look, man, have you thought of doing this instead? Have you thought of doing this and approaching it like that? You know what? Your way isn't the wrong way, but I'm just telling you, this way might work better. They have a way of presenting it that, you know what, it really helps. There's some people that I, sometimes I'll give them advice and I'll say, have you considered doing this? And they go, well, I'll never forget. There was this one guy that would go, oh, I like that. He goes, say it again. And he would literally write everything in a book. A little, he had a little folder he'd carry with him, a spiral little notebook. And, and when he would talk to his wife, he would go, let me get my notes out. And he would say it. I have to say it just like Pastor told me to say it. Because sometimes he would say it the way he heard it, not the way I told him to say it. And she'd get all uptight. What? Is that what Pastor really said? Well, kind of, maybe, I think. Well, I wrote it down. No, man, no, that wasn't at all like he said it. This is what he said. Well, I wish you would have told me that. So then he just started reading the notes. He goes, now, these are my words, but Pastor, help me put them in the way that you might receive them. She goes, I receive them really good. Thank you. And they were doing really good. And I saw them the other day, and I go, 
how are you guys doing? They go, man, Pastor, we're doing really good. I go, praise the Lord. Now, he chose to take advice from a godly man who was more knowledgeable, and I was objective. I, I, I presented it her way, his way, their way, looking at it different, pulling away. Put, you need someone to pull back from you and see the situation from 30,000 feet. In other words, way up here, looking down. Look, this is what you do. Because sometimes we don't go to people that are objective. We go to people that want to say what we want to hear, so we go around interviewing people. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And when we hear what we want to hear, okay, well, they told me to do this. Yeah, I did a survey. Two, two out of ten said to do it this way. Why would you do it like that? Because I liked what I heard instead of seeking godly wisdom. Am I connecting with anybody? Have you found yourself doing that? You ask for advice till you find out what you want to hear, how you want to hear it, how you want to do it. And you go, see, I took a poll, and that's what they said. Yeah, there was only two of them that said it. The other 98 didn't say that. But yet we don't seek out godly wisdom. We don't seek out godly instruction. Like, what's wrong with us? And if we're going to keep our future out in front of us, we not only need to use our brains and discernment from the Holy Spirit and not make dumb decisions, and we not only need to seek wisdom and counsel, but we need to think big. B-I-G, think big. And B-I-G stands for the best, influential, and God. We need to think of the best. What is the best situation here? What is the best outcome that could come from this? What is the best solution that can be presented here? What is the best option that we can choose here? What is the best results we can get? What is the best we can do? We need to do our very best. What is the best that would be here honoring and pleasing God? So seek God and say, God, what's the best? What's the best that you want me to give? What's the best that you want me to do? What's the best you want me to listen to? What's the best that you want me to follow? What's the best that you want me to implement? What's the best that you really want me to carry out? Because, God, I want to do the very best. Because our God is the best. And if God be for me, nothing can stand against me. So I want to do it for the glory of God, and I want to follow him, and I want to do what's best. Second thing I want to do, influence who does this decision influence? I'm going to make a decision, God. Who am I going to impact? Am I going to impress people or impact people? Because we might impress people all the time. Oh, look what I could do. 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 But you know what? You're just impressing them. You're not impacting them. You're not doing something supernatural. You're not doing something that transforms lives. You're not doing something that impacts them and changes them forevermore. It just influenced them like, oh, look how sweet. That was very nice. No, your life should be influencing people, drawing them to God, drawing them to you to follow you so you, they can get to God the way you have. Influence them with making decisions that are going to bring glory to God and help to a lot of people influence them to really come before God and to learn how to worship and learn how to serve. And you influence them to give over and above what God requires of us. 
You influence them to be world changers. You influence them to be changing the atmosphere. You influence them to start doing things really amazing because you say, God, I want to do what's best, but I want to influence them to do likewise, that we could do the very best and not settle for second best, but seek the best, push harder and harder and harder. I remember a commercial way back in the day it was about Avis Renicar. And Avis Renicar was second place to Hertz. And Avis would come in second place in polls. So they they worked off of that. And they go, Avis, number two, we work harder. Because they wanted to be number one. And they say, Come to us because we really deliver. We work harder. I don't know how that worked out. All I know is it must have worked good because Avis and Hertz finally merged. (laughs) But all I know is this. You and I need to influence people and show them how coming to Christ and living for Christ and trusting in Christ and leaning on Christ really does transform lives and changes our entire trajectory of our life. We might have been going this way and now we're going that way. You and I need to be that to change that, transform that. Be the one. Be the one in your family that says, I'm going to cancel every curse that's behind me. My great-grandfather was a wino dino dean bat My grandfather was a wino dino dean bat My father's a wino dino dean bat And I've been a wino dino dean bat But from this day forward, I'm going to turn from that wicked life, and I'm going to change the course of the generations to come. And God has a way of even going back into the previous generations and changing them. Your life can change their life. Your life can influence their life. I've met people that they said, Pastor, I'm here because my daughter's life was changed. My, my son's daughter, my son's life was changed. He, they found Christ here at your church, and you're helping them grow. And man, they've, they've made me search for God because I see it in them, and now here I am. They went a generation behind them and brought them along. It's time that we influence and we change and we be the change we want to see in our community. Be the change. Be the one that says things differently. Be the one that doesn't cuss there at work and use all these four-letter words all the time and, and doing this and that. Learn to talk without cussing. Try to go a day without cussing. And some people say, what are you talking about? I don't blankety blank cuss, Pastor you're blankety blank nuts, man. I'm like, you just cussed. I'm not cussing. Not cuss. You're blankety blank crazy. I go, you cussed again. They're so used to using it. They're using it as if you understand English, they're adjectives. They're saying, instead of saying, that is really fun, really is the adjective. That is really fun. They're saying, that's blankety blank fun. So don't say the blankety blank. Say, I never even noticed I blankety-blank cussed. I blankety-blank cuss a lot, don't I? What the blankety-blank am I doing? Oh, my gosh. Be the influence. Be the one that doesn't cuss at work. You got to see, sometimes people come for counseling or they come just for a meeting. And every once in a while, they'll say, like, 
oh man, that's a good blankety blank idea. And then they go, whoops, uh, sorry, Pastor. And I don't say, that's all right, blankety blank. No. <laughs> but they don't even know they're cussing because it's become so common. Be the influencer. Be the one that changes, that doesn't cuss. And your friends will go, man, how do you blankety-blank do it? You don't even blankety-blank cuss. I go, yeah, I decided I didn't want to cuss anymore. Wow, dude, that's blankety-blank crazy. <laughs> right? Come on, think of the conversations you've had. Man, didn't pastor preach a blankety-blank good sermon? <laughs> don't you get it? Be that influencer. Think big. What's best? Who's it going to influence? And then, where's God in all this? Think big. Best influence in God. Where's God in all this? Where's God? Hey, let's do this. Well, where's God in all this? Does God want you to do that? Or are you just feeling it? I'll never forget, my, my wife used to work on on Valencia Street, which is right off of Central at Family Life Radio. That's where they used to be. And across the street, if you guys remember, you all that are old enough to remember, there used to be a first cafeteria right on Central by San Pedro. And we used to go eat lunch there all the time. We're there going to, to eat lunch, and on the way out, there was this guy that he looked homeless, and he was sitting on a bench sitting there. And my wife goes, oh, Richard, Bodecito, let's buy him lunch. I go, why? She goes, well, I just feel bad for him. I go, well, I, I, I mean, I haven't heard God say to buy him lunch. If you heard God say buy him lunch, I'll buy him lunch, babe. I, I don't want to argue with you, but I'm not feeling it. And the guy didn't even look hungry. <laughs> no, I really mean that. He didn't look like, oh, boo, oh. He looked pretty nasty, but he looked like, oh, man, I'm, uh, I'm happy. So she goes, Richard, I go, okay. So I go up to him and I go, sir, I, I go, I, I don't mean to offend you. I don't mean to infer anything, but my wife and I would like to buy you lunch. She goes, are you kidding, dude? I just came out of there. I can't have another bite. I'm stuffed. And I looked at her and I go, where's God in all this, babe? Where's God? Am I connecting with anyone? See, sometimes we do stuff that God didn't say to do. And God said, well, I like, I'll never forget. Look, there was this dude. I used to have a part-time job. And I actually had three part-time jobs, but one of my part-time jobs, I had just gotten paid. And God said, Give Billy the check. And I go, like, the whole thing? And he goes, yeah, just the whole thing. And I go, okay, like, you know I have a wife and two kids, and give Billy the check, okay? I saw the back of the check, and I go, hey, God told me to give this to you, man. And he goes, what? Oh, my God, that's almost to the penny what we need for the rent. I go, well, praise the Lord. Are you sure? And I go, yeah, yeah, man. God bless you. And God took care of me. Every two weeks I'd get paid and 
God took care of me. I was like, wow, man, God, you're awesome. So the next two weeks later, I knew the dude was still going through some stuff. So I did the same thing. I gave him the check. And I was hurting all week. And God said, well, I didn't tell you to give him the check. I told you to give him the check two weeks ago, but not this time. He's in the mess he's in because he doesn't know how to budget his money. You do know how to budget your money, but you're not listening to me. Did I tell you to give him the check? No, sir. You didn't two weeks ago. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. I didn't tell you to give it this. No, you didn't, God. What am I going to do? You're going to learn and never do that again. Seek me. Where is God in the middle of all this? See, we make decisions sometimes, and we say, okay, God, this is what I'm going to do. Now bless it. And God's like, I'm not going to bless that. That's a dumb, di- dumb idea. That's, that's a dumb thing you're going to do. Why would you want to do that? That's not smart. Well, that's what I came up with. Well, obviously, because you didn't seek good counsel. You didn't use your brain and discernment. And you're not thinking what's best. You're not thinking what's, who's it going to influence. And you're not even asking where I am in all this. You're right, God. Okay, God, this is what I'd like to do. But what do you want me to do? And sometimes God says, exactly that. I just wanted you to come to me first. Another time he says, please don't do that at all. Do this instead. And you do it, and it turns out phenomenal, and you go, God, thank you. I was about to do something really dumb, and he goes, oh, I know you were. I know you were. But thank you for including me in it. See, you and I, we need to learn how to do it the right way. We need to learn how to seek out our future and put it out in front of us and to really start using our brain and discernment and the Holy Spirit guiding us. And we need to seek godly counsel and we need to do it his way. Look what it says in Proverbs 19, verse 24. Lazy people take food in their hand but don't even lift it to their mouth. Oh, my gosh. How many people do you know like that? No, don't raise your hand. Don't point to anybody. But I'm serious. They have the resources, and they don't do anything. And you go, what are you doing, man? You've got the resources there. Haven't you ever met people that go, I don't have anything to eat? And you open up the refrigerator, and you make a full meal. Oh, I am... I didn't know you could make all that with leftovers, and I didn't know. Oh, my gosh. You got the resources, but you don't put them to use. Look what it says in Proverbs 19, verse 3. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. Man, I don't know if you've ever done that. Thanks a lot, God. I can't believe you let that happen. Well, you didn't ask me where, where was I in the middle of all this. You went ahead and did your own thing your own way, and you fell flat on your face, and now you're wondering, how did that happen? Why did that happen? It's because you didn't seek me, and now it's my fault? Thanks a lot, God. If you were a loving God, you wouldn't let that happen. I am a loving God. You're just a stupid person. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't have said it like that. You're a disobedient brat. 
God wants to bring direction to your life. And some of you have never even given your life to Jesus. So I just want to make sure that you know Jesus Christ and you've given him your life. And if you've never trusted Jesus Christ to be your Savior and your Lord, I would love for you to do that. Not for my sake, but for yours. And if you've never trusted Jesus and you want to do that tonight, raise your hand and say, you know what, Pastor, that's me. Anyone here tonight? Anyone? Well, then we want to say to all of us that have made that decision, where are you on your walk? Are you keeping your future out in front of you? And are you really using your brain and discernment to make the wisest decisions? Or are you just having an appetite to keep doing what you want to do whenever you want to do it, however you want to do it, and you end up in a mess? Are you seeking counsel? Are you seeking godly people? Godly people that are knowledgeable and objective and they come at you not with their motives but God's motives to direct you and guide you and help you and lead you. Are you seeking God for the big, the best, the influential and God? Are you saying, what's the very best that you want, God? What is the best that I can do? What is the best that I can offer? What is the best that I can turn to? What is that best that you have for my life? Because I want to influence a lost and dying world with the power of Jesus Christ. I want to bring healing and restoration to the lives of the broken people that are in our city. And I want to heal and restore lives through the love of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I want to seek you every day. So I don't know what your challenge is. I don't know what you're up against. But I know what I want to challenge you with. And that is to seek God before anything or anyone else. And maybe you're going through something that's overwhelming. And you're saying like, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But in the name of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to bring your situation to the Lord and say, God, from here on out, I want to seek you out to show me my future. Plant that seed in me right now. Plant that seed in my heart. Plant that seed in my mind. Plant that seed deep within me that, God, I can see it come to be. So would you make your way up right now? Would you make your way up to let God plant that seed in you? To say I'm going to seek him instead of my own way. Would you stand to your feet as we sing this song as a worship and just adoration. But come and seek God. Ask him to guide you. Ask him to help you. Ask someone to come up with you. Say, man, would you go with me and pray? I'm overwhelmed. I, I just, I need help. I don't want to keep making the same bad mistake. I keep seeing going backwards instead of forward help me to stay pure before you God to seek you would you sing this out cry out to God and say God here we are here we are prayer warriors come and pray with people that are seeking God right now sing it out and come before the Lord say I'm seeking you God I need you God I want you God I've got to turn to you
I need you, Lord. Father, as we come into this place with you, Jesus, we ask, Lord, that you would penetrate the inner parts of our heart, Lord, with your message tonight, that we would keep you at the forefront all the time, Lord, and keep, Lord, the call that you have given us, Lord, at the front. Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit in this place, Lord, for allowing us to be in this place with you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Will we sing that together one more time? Say, holy, holy, church, say, holy. Sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. With all creation I sing, praise to the King of kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you.
we adore you tonight, Lord, for what you're doing, for what you've done, and for what you're going to do, Heavenly Father. We adore you, Lord. We leave this place, Lord, but not your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for indwelling us, Lord, with your word, Lord, and with your peace. Engulf us, Lord, and surround us with your presence, Lord, as we leave here tonight, Lord. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Hey, church, we thank you for being with us tonight, and we invite you to come back and join us for service on Sunday. Amen. We love you, church.